photo education is almost non-existent. So we try to fall on each other. We try to fall on experience as well um, in navigating the space. So yes, we show our works to each other, people we trust, and then we expect that you know they open up and tell us what it is and not to just say, oh, nice work. What's going on, y'all? You have just tuned in to the Black Shutter Podcast. On this show, I invite black photographers, filmmakers, editors, and creative business folks to discuss their experiences and share their wisdom. You will hear about their work, their challenges, and their inspirations. My name is Idris Talib Solomon, a creative director, photographer, and filmmaker based in Brooklyn, New York. So if you dig photography and you love the culture, keep your mind open and your headphones locked. This is the Black Shutter Podcast. Black photographers have documented their communities for decades. Many of these talented historians have gone unnoticed. Publications had little interest in showing the lives of black communities. Archiving photos was a difficult or expensive challenge. But now, technology has bridged the gap, allowing photographers to more easily share images and stories of their culture. And the world gets to appreciate that beauty. Our guest today keeps a visual journal of his city, Accra, Ghana. He does with photos what poets do with words. His photography is an honest portrayal of his home and it invites viewers in with arms wide open. He believes that sharing photographs has the potential to change lives. It gives the world access to more humanity. Francis Kokoroko, Welcome to the Black Shutter Podcast. How you feeling out there, bro? Hello, Idris. Uh, it's super late in the crowd, but I'm doing good. Yeah. Uh, happy to be up and chatting with you. Yes, yes. So you answered the first question that I always ask uh, my guests is where you're calling from. So you're, yeah, you're calling from Accra, Ghana. Yep. Right. And, what time, <laughs> and what time is it over there? Um, it's now... Uh, 10 39 p.m. Wow, wow. So, okay, we try to keep this one as uh, you know, short and concise and interesting as possible since you're you're calling on the later side of things, man. So, um, dude, man, thank you for joining the call from across the globe, man. I think this is what this podcast is all about is being able to connect with talented photographers from black photographers from all over the world and share their stories. So this is, you know, you're living proof, you're a living example of why this, you know, podcast is so important, man. So thank you for joining us. Uh, happy to be here and glad you have me on this. Yes, yes, yes. So, man, uh, you and I met back in 2016 um, when I, I, I received a Fulbright Fellowship to, to go to Ghana and, and um, make pictures. And um, before I found you, before I, I met you, I found some of your work online on Instagram. I started just putting in hashtags of like uh, Ghanaian photographers and Ghanaian photography and a cry and everything. And your name, your your IG handle was the first to come up. And it was a cry photo. And I was like, wow, I thought it was a journal. And it turned out to be like all your work. 
and I thought that was dope. So I reached out to you and was like, hey, man, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to Ghana with my family. I'd love to connect with you. It was like, bro, hit me up whenever you, you land. And um, I, I thought that was dope that you just extended that invitation um, without even knowing who I was. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was 2016, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I think the first time we met, it was also quite late, no? Yeah. You know, just tell, tell us, what's the, the photo art scene like in Ghana right now? Ooh, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, I, I think we, we uh, Ghana, in the general sense of things, um, you know, creativity is just oozing uh, right. from every corner. Um, it's a great time to be a creative in Ghana. Yes. Um, because now we have global recognition, we have our own audience. And I always say this, thanks to the internet, you know, uh, we are now able to plug in and then garner our own um, audiences around uh, locally and international. So it's, it's a great time. <laughs> now you have a picture and you can show it to people who are interested, uh, who are interested in how your mind works. You know, and what you're experiencing, and can actually get feedback and keep the conversation going. So uh, I think it's perfect time. <laughs> and uh, my generation and beyond, uh, we are happy to have that special thing going where we can share our creativity with the world. So and photo-wise, you know, we have amazing talent, you know, in Ghana. Yeah. So really, really special time right now. Yeah, man. I, I have to tell you, man, that uh, being, you know, growing up in the U.S. and, and you know, we, we sort of live in a bubble over here. And it's not until we leave the U.S. that that bubble is popped. And when I arrived to Ghana, I was, I would tell you, man, like, I was so, I was so um, amazed at the amount of talent that was, that was there. And there was so many people with cameras, so many aspiring photographers, so many artists, digital artists, fashion, you know, people into fashion, like all types of things. And, you know, I had to kind of check my, my Western view when I got there because I didn't know what to expect. But, and I was pleasantly surprised. But at the same time, I was like, I didn't, I didn't expect there to be that many photographers and that making that much great work so it was really it was really dope to see that you know the art scene was really bubbling out there yeah you're right for us i mean um all we want to do is to create um there's so much we have to deal with and for i think from where i sit um, we create to survive so mm-hmm. yeah there's no stopping it you know yep. there's an outlet um, more than you know a professional uh, something we have to do to make money yeah um, we do this because we want to survive yeah and i understand that like here like speaking from the u.s there's if if photography doesn't work for me there's like there's so many other ways to um so many other jobs that I can get mm-hmm. um, and it's it's easier to not take photography as serious here when, if there's like a lot of different options so if you're creating to survive 
there's a different type of hunger, a different type of energy that you, you create work with. Not to mention that, you know, the con- you know, the continent is the birthplace of of creativity. You know what I mean? So there is the the need to create f- to 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 eat, but it's also something that I feel like was happening so organically. You know, like the the dope artists that were making work out there. It was just it just it was something really organic and genuine about it. That that seemed that seemed a little effortless. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right. Uh, you know, Ghana is I, I, one thing I've observed. Uh, we are not easily impressed. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we are not. And um, yes, uh, we you know we we the, the camera you know it became commonplace. Uh, uh, we could afford it, uh, and we saw what was happening online. So. You know, we started asking questions. What's this, and why is it that? Um, and with this, I'm speaking about my journey. Um, back in school, I would I would see uh, images of everyday Ghana uh, in within the archives of the Basel Mission. You know, getting images, and I'm like, okay, how did our people um, also photograph? Which which archives are available for us to see um, um, this kind of documentation, and I couldn't find any. So I started a Tumblr blog, the uh, Craft Photo Journal, where I would document like anything I saw, my encounters, and then that piqued my interest in photography so much that I kept going. And now uh, I'm still trying to figure out what this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I'm a working photographer, I'm still trying to figure this out. But then, I mean, um, it's, it's been a great journey and I'm glad, you know, uh, I'm not stopping. Yeah. Know? We're always, as artists, we're always going to be trying to figure figure things out, figure out what, what our voice is and, and pay attention to how the times are changing and you know, not necessarily changing because of the times, but, you know, current events are changing. You know, the way we see the world, our perspective is changing, right? And as artists, we sort of have to always be in tune with that voice so that the work we create is in alignment with how we feel at that moment, right? Absolutely. You know, I have to tell this story, you know, it's, yeah. and it came up when you... You just mentioned that Ghanaians are not easily impressed, right? So, the, uh, so when I met, I, I finally like settled in Ghana. My family was settled. We we found a place. You know, we were unpacking and we were starting to get into the groove of things. And I called you up. I said, "Hey, Francis, I'm in town. Finally made it. I would love to meet up with you and just chop it up for a bit." You were like, "Yeah, cool. Come meet me at my studio." So. I found my way to your studio and we just get into it. We start talking about photography, right? You start sharing some of your work. I was sharing a few projects that I was that I made back home. And I had just got back from um I, and forgive me if I pr- mispronounce it. I think uh Hobi Chocho. The Hobi Chocho Festival. Yeah, Festival, Festival, yes. yes. Festival. So I just came back from yes. that. That was one of the first events that I was, I photographed. And it was like traditional and ceremonial. And after I showed you my personal projects from home, 
you were like, oh, these are great. These are great. I love this, right? And then I said, oh, by the way, I just, you know, I just finished um, photographing the Obichocho Festival. And you, as you're looking through the work, you're just like not saying anything. You're just <laughs> flipping from one photo <laughs> to the next. And you, afterwards, you were like, hey, I, I have to be honest. Uh, you're photographing us like a tourist. And I don't know if you remember that, but that... Yes, yes. <laughs> dude. You don't understand. You don't understand how much that stung, right? And wow. and because when you said that, I started thinking about, uh, like in New York, thinking about being in like Times Square and seeing all of these tourists with their cameras blocking traffic and just like taking pictures of you know silly things. And I envisioned myself as the tourist in that situation, and. That kind of shook me up, but it didn't shake it didn't it didn't shake me up for long, because that actually helped me to stop, you know, looking at Ghanaian culture like with with um, with a Western view, and stop looking at it voyeuristically, right? And I think what was important about that is, even though I'm black, even though I know my roots are in West Africa, I don't culturally. I was not familiar with Ghana. So I had to learn how to adapt to the culture and not just go in there with my US, you know, you know, views of the world, US perspective. So that conversation was very important for me, not just for my time in Ghana, but my my experience as a photographer in general. So I have to thank you for that, bro. Like that was an amazing wow. comment for me, man. <laughs> And um, it wasn't uh, from a place of malice or anything, uh, because I felt at the time, as two photographers, you wanted um, good critique and not just, uh, oh, nice work, and that was it. And, and I think um, it's, it's best for us if we are able to shape each other, um, you know, uh, in a good way uh, and not just to, you know, say, oh, the work is great without actually meaning it. Hongochocho uh, is a festival of my people, <laughs> even, though I'm, even though I'm sad to say I've never been. Um, and for me, I, I, I felt, um, you know, at the time, you, you, you could have gotten more out of it. Absolutely. Um, yes, yes. And this brings back uh, the conversation on uh, the psychology behind how we photograph, yes. you know, and if if we are not thinking right, if it's all about the aesthetic, which usually is of what we've seen, how the masters in quotes used to shoot, then we get, we fall into that same trap, um, not feeling or not sharing our genuine experience, but rather going out there with a set of images in mind and trying to replicate uh, to also, uh, um, you know, make such great images that have existed in the past. But uh, to be honest, I'm interested in the images uh, that don't exist yet, even though that would be difficult to photograph. But then there are lots of things that I want to see, that I think about, um, you know, that I try to create. So maybe I was just a bit biased at the time also. But then, I mean, happy you didn't take offense 
and uh, that's why we're still friends to that. Uh, I think that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I. I I didn't take offense and I didn't feel like there was any malice in your comment. I didn't feel like you were just trashing the work just to trash it. But I would say that, you know, regrettably, I, I didn't feel like I, I wanted your respect and I didn't feel like the work that I was creating out there was like, um, representative of 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 the culture of the people and that that kind of kept me from building on our friendship while I was out there so i i, I oh, actually man. actually regret that because you know your work is dope you're 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 a good dude um and i kind of let that comment get to my head not in a in a bad way but in a in a way where i was like damn man like how how do i represent like, how do I represent with my camera a little bit better so that I can, like, show up for the people here that I'm actually photographing, you know? So, um, but, you know, like I said, that comment was super important for me um, as a photographer. So I do really appreciate your honesty, your direct feedback. Yeah, I, and I think we can even dig a little bit more into uh, critique um, of our work you know, because we need to critique ourselves, and especially I find here in Ghana, I mean, we, we basically don't have any photo institutions. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, starting out, I will present my work to one of our very best photographers, Nana Kofi Akwa, yes. and then he will give, and he will give me critique, you know, some of the things will stay in my head, and then, you know, when I was shooting, when I was, when I was shoot, it will still rain, you know, every time. And, um, you know, over the years, I've learned to not take it personal mm-hmm. That and that if I want to uh, excel in what I was doing, I should be able to take uh, critique. Um, and critique actually helps shape work. You know, trust me. You know, I know a lot of photographers don't like it, but, you know, sorry, like some of us, we are not in the business of, you know, Oh, good job, and that's it. I think that that causes more harm than being frank. And I mean, when the work is dope, the work is dope, and everyone can attest to it. You know, um, photo education. You know, we out here, photo education is almost non-existent. So we try to fall on each other. We try to fall on experience as well um, in navigating the space. So yes, we show our works to each other, people we trust, and then we expect that, you know, they open up and tell us what it is and not to just say, oh, nice work. I mean, <laughs> the worst comments you can get uh, uh, when you show a picture to a friend is, oh, nice pic. Like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I don't know if you <laughs> if you know what I mean. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, and nowadays with social media, all you just get is like a fire icon or... Uh, <laughs> yo. And it's like, damn, I want to get more more feedback on it man but you're absolutely right you know we need to um establish like feedback is definitely helpful in growing as an artist as a as a visual communicator you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so um i want to get into like a little bit of your education your background like how did you how did you discover photography 
and yeah, how did you discover photography out there? Yeah, um, I've always been a creative person. Uh, I remember I used to draw a lot uh, when I was in uh, primary, and then I doubled a bit into rap music when I was in college. In rap music? School. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, in fast film school, and, um, you know, I, I go into college and, you know, as a computer science major, you know, everything was, you know, <laughs> by the code. So um, I stumbled on the course, um, uh, projects in photography and yeah, exchange program with the New York University campus in Ghana. Oh, wow. And then I, yeah, I took it and it was amazing. And I always give shout outs to um, um, the artist, uh, Ashton Lyle uh, Harris, amazing photographer and artist. And he was the lecturer for that course. And I mean, it changed my life, really. That's why I picked photography. And for me, what I realized was photography brought all my, you know, all my creative energy into one place, mm-hmm. you know. And I, it stuck with me, you know. Um, <laughs> it got to a point I wasn't even interested in sitting out to code. I would yeah, go out there and shoot and sometimes you can miss out on assignments. Um, wow. Yeah, so it can be very dangerous if <laughs> you are in college and you pick up photography. Yeah. So you were, you said you would miss assignments, like photography assignments? No, like um, my you know, coding school- assignments. And, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense because um, when I was in school and I discovered Photoshop, this was like one of the earliest versions of Photoshop. I think I discovered like Photoshop 4, right? And mm-hmm. it was the same thing. That's all I wanted to do. All I wanted to do was stay wow. stay in my room and design, make designs. And even though right. all, of the, all the designs I made at the time were shit, they were trash, right? But <laughs> I knew that something was happening. Some sort of magic was happening in, in my brain where I was like, I'm fine. I just found something that I really love and I'm going to keep doing it. Even though what I'm doing is trash right now, I know there's something better happening. And I didn't care about any mm-hmm. of the other classes that I had to take. That's all I wanted to do. And I felt like I found my calling. You know what I mean? It sounds like same for you. Mm-hmm. You, know? Mm-hmm. you know, how do your parents view photography or view the arts as a career? Yeah, I, I grew up with my mom and my younger sister. And uh, my dad passed some years back. Mm. Um, you know, for my mom, like, I could see how, like, she was struggled to take care of us. And, you know, she, one thing was she trusted me. Like, she trusted I would do the right thing. So she never, like, doubted anything I wanted to do. And, you know, she knew I always wanted to make a part. Um, so when I told her, like, I'm quitting my job. Uh, I used to sell software uh, when I started college. And uh, I did that even after college. And when I told her I was quitting to pursue photography full-time, um, she was like, yeah, you can go for it. And uh, I, even rem- I even remember she had come on retirement. And then she gave me some of her money to actually buy a lens. Um, for me, that, that was like, yeah, go out there and don't fail. So yeah. for me, uh, that was really inspiring. And 
yeah, I think uh, she smiles every time. You know, <laughs> I pop up in the kitchen with my camera and like, you know. That's beautiful, man. Um, man, when, yeah. par- when parents support, like, that, that, that goes so far for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, much props to your mom for believing in you and trusting you that you were not going to, like, you know, um, piss that money away, that you're actually going to go out and create something meaningful. And I think what you're creating is really dope, man. Like, um, the, a craft photo, the name, to me, you know, sounds like this is a journal about a craft. You know, mm. and I just felt like that was genius branding on your part. You know, right. because you could <laughs> easily just said uh, Francis Kokoroko, right? IG. Mm-hmm. It went it, and still put up the same work, the same images that you that you have up there, but it has mm-hmm. a different vibe when you just sort of like claim that this these this is the journal of a cry. Like, what were your intentions when you created the name? You, you remember I said um, I started off with my Tumblr blog, you know? Yes. Which has okokoko.tumblr.com. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but I called it Accra Photo Journal. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole idea was uh, to just, because I knew I was going to be in Accra for a long time, so to just keep dropping images from my encounters, from my walks on the everyday, you know. So I was even late to Instagram, you know. I remember Nana Kofi and I, you know, he's more like a brother to me. We, we were there one day, we installed the app, and we were trying to figure it out how to. I'm like, okay, I'll just use my uh, um, Tumblr page uh, as the name for it. Uh, so I got a photo. And, that's how it start. And also, I think at the time, the idea was to, you know, with Tumblr, you can read blog and, you know, stuff like that. So the idea was to, you know, aggregate uh, photos from photographers around, but it, it never happened. And, and, you know, I just, you know, <laughs> I think I became selfish and just dropped my, <laughs> pictures, my pictures on the feed, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's how it came about. I mean, I think it, I think it's working, um, and um, yeah, I think uh, it might have come across selfish for you, but I think that it was it was really brilliant to to um, to do it that way, you know. Right. What's up, family? If you're enjoying this episode, do us a solid by leaving us a five star rating or reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. We appreciate the support. So on that note, we're going to get back into the show. Peace. You know, I remember when I when I was looking up your work, I saw that you were, um, I saw your bio on the Reuters page. That's like a contributing photographer. And I just right. remember feeling like, like, damn, like, this dude is, you're working for Reuters. I saw you had some other stuff published in, in other um, periodicals. And I was just sitting there like, 
how like how do you break away from the pack? Like I know that there's, you know, when I got there, there was so many people with cameras, all hungry, all all making work. What did you do that allowed you to become professional on a global scale? Uh, I think that's that's a good question, and I'm happy that you asked. Um, I, I, when I started, I was always interested in documents, you know, documentary photography, uh, um, and I was, you know, very open to learn from uh, people who were already doing it. Um, funny enough, um, I got the opportunity to meet a lot of photographers because I was, um, you know, I was I would come to the Nakofi studio and meet him and, you know, just trying to learn from him as well. So he introduced me to his network and I got to meet um, some people. He will recommend me to some of his friends. And um, I met this incredible photographer, uh, Glenna Gordon. Um, she will come to Ghana to do some work and sometimes I'll fix for her. And, you know, one day I think I got a call from uh, Joe Penny. Uh, who was in, I think, Mali at the time, working for writers. And, you know, he would do work in Burkina Faso. And he hit me up. He said, I think he got my contact from Glenna. And um, he wanted me to do some stories uh, for writers if I was interested. And, yes, he coached me a bit, um, worked on my first um, wider image story. And funky, like, I was out there, you know, and one thing I'm grateful for is uh, joining uh, the writers team as a striker, you know, um, from, um, uh, what's her name, Cynthia, uh, to Zora, you know, um, who are my editors who receive my work and then edit to, you know, I've learned so much, mm-hmm. you know. And you know, the, you know the funny thing? You know, I was still trying to figure out what this was, and all of a sudden, I have to shoot for writers. So then without any real training, I had to um, go look at photographers on the continent, uh, photojournalists producing work for writers. And I stumbled on um, this guy, um, Luke Nyago. Luke is an amazing photographer. Forgive me, but I'm dropping a lot of names. Uh, <laughs> you can check them out <laughs> as well. Like Luke, like Luke opened my eye to like something else that I hadn't seen before, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and he he came to Ghana to shoot the elections. Like I was admiring him so much, you know. And now we're really good friends, you know. He calls from time to time. Uh, I'll be in Cote d'Ivoire next week, and uh, I hope to see him. Oh, um, nice. You know, yeah. Like, so yeah, I just grew from there. And you know, my editors, like Zora especially, like she's, yo, <laughs> like she will want you to bring it. And then I think they really push me and then seeing like equally. And funny enough, like in the photojournalism space, the people I really look up to are mostly women, you know? And I don't think it's funny. I don't think I should have used that term. But I mean, I'm so glad because I was raised by women. My house is full of women. So I respect women a lot. And, um, you know, women are amazing photographers. You know, there's this writer's a photographer. I never met her. Her name is Anna McKay. Like, she's incredible. 
you know. And I really enjoy looking at other people's work, not because I want to shoot like them, but because I feel this the mind, you know, how beautiful the mind is, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so for me, like, I really take inspiration from, you know, people producing good work. And also you, um, the gymnast uh, you worked on, that story, incredible. Oh, so big up to you as well. <laughs> yeah, I was checking it out, man. Yes, five. Yeah. Yeah, man, appreciate it, man. Um, it wasn't, wasn't tourist at all, right? It wasn't like a... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you're back home, so yes. <laughs> Damn, man. Um, that's great. Yeah, man, that's great that you were able to, um, you know, uh, be discovered on a, on a global scale, especially for the work that you're doing locally within your community, within your country. Um, and I think one thing that when I've noticed that your work stands out from some of the other photographers I've met in Ghana is that uh, you are you are a documentary photographer, you know, mm-hmm. whereas I see the art scene is really bubbling in, in Ghana. And mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, fashion photographers, a lot of um, music photographers, portrait photographers. And mm-hmm. I didn't really see many like journalists in many documentarians and I know they're there right but Mm -hmm. I wasn't seeing people who have just focused on telling the stories the way that you are you know um and I think that that is a separating factor you know right right Uh, um I I I think so as well I think there are we we are not a lot, you know, photojournalists. Um, you wouldn't find much of us. I, I don't know what the problem is, but um, one of my dreams is to uh, get a job with a local paper. Um, you know, I don't expect much in terms of like uh, profitability, but um, you know, it just breaks my heart that uh, I'm unable to shoot for a local paper. Um, also possibly my fault um, that I have not reached out to any of them but I remember uh, I was discussing this with my mentor some time back and he was like mm, the bureaucracy can get in the way and you know you wouldn't want to deal with all the drama uh, mm-hmm. but I still feel like uh, I should be able to contribute to um, you know local uh, news you know um, you know, I have this friend, uh, Geoffrey Buta, incredible photographer, and I always tease him to give me a job at his place, but he's like, nah, you wouldn't want to be here. Mm. Um, I, I don't know if you want me to say that, but <laughs> I, I still want him to give me a job. <laughs> because so, I feel, you know, what's the point if I have to uh, contribute to Reuters and I can't contribute to, you know, um, yeah. storytelling uh, locally so for me that's still a pressing need for me uh, what I do now is to thankfully like I said we have the internet so and uh, I think I'm, I'm not doing bad with following on Instagram so you know whenever there's some story breaking I try to cover it um, to share on my you know my platform and so that's the only consolation I get for now yeah I mean 
what do you think some of the roadblocks are that are not allowing you to photograph locally for the local news? Um, you, you know, um, now I do photography professionally, so um, usually I have to work, right? So, um, and I have to get paid to feed the family, three kids now. Um, I, I don't know if um, our services are needed locally, um, like how photographs are used. I sometimes question it, you know, because usually you turn up newspapers, you open it and you, or you see our portraits, you know, accompanying stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think we can do more and thanks to digital photography uh, or uh, the news moving online, um, you know, still looking at ways, you know, um, we can create stories that can be shared online. And really, um, I've stopped actually pushing uh, to submit my work to local uh, media houses simply because um, I think I have the channel myself mm-hmm. to be able to do that. I, I so, agree. Yeah, but it's, yes, uh, it's just nice to be able to shoot for uh, the nation's uh, newspaper and then go in and do some stories that are informative, you know, that can educate, you know, people. Um, for me, I feel that's, uh, that would be a way for me to contribute, you know. Um, but then again, um, I'm able to contribute to the global conversation uh, right here from Ghana. So, yes, all is not lost. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm I'm just scrolling through your IG and it just feels like exactly what you said a, a a journal you know and I feel like I get to know I'm like I'm I'm looking at th- these images and I'm remembering my time there I'm like transported right back to 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 Accra and you know it feels like what you're already doing is is a newspaper in itself you know what i mean um mm. i'm not mm. i'm not clicking and reading all of the captions or anything like that so that you know mm. there may be a journalistic um aspect that is missing like the long form storytelling but i think visually mm-hmm. visually you are you're documenting accra and 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 other parts of ghana in a in a very mm-hmm. authentic way man and I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know why uh, a newspaper wouldn't want you working for them, um, but I can see how your presence there make could be a little bit intimidating. Right. Um, that's unfortunate, but I mean, that's also a reality, you know. Um, um, you know, we, we have so little time like, honestly, we have so little time. So I believe in investing our energies um, in areas where we thrive. So, like, I love Instagram. <laughs> you know, this this is not, uh, you know, a paid ad or anything. Uh, for me, Instagram, <laughs> Instagram, Instagram is like a library, you know. Um, I get 
to dig into other people's worlds and then see like what's out there, what is happening, you know. Um, so I create my feed, uh, my timeline, so I get to see, you know, the news and images that are inspiring to me creatively, you know. So I, I love it, even though I'm not on there, you know, 24-7, you know. Um, for me, I think it's like a library, you know, Absolutely. that we don't have, and it's, in, and, and it's in real time, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for a lot of people, you know, um, to create a website as a portfolio, you know, um, there's a lot of money that goes into it. And um, mm -hmm. outside of, like, in, in for folks who may not have steady streams of income, uh, maintaining mm -hmm. a website it could be very, it could it could be very costly because you're paying yes. like monthly hosting, you're paying for a domain name, you're paying for all these different things that adds up. And if you're not uh -oh. generating income from your job, then it just becomes a liability in the end. Absolutely. So yes. Instagram pops up and it's like, oh shit, I don't have to pay for any of this. All I all <laughs> I need to do is 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 uh, top up my card and that's it, right? Yo. Mm -hmm. It's great. So it this is a it, it serves as a great connector between you and the rest of the world, you know. And if your work is good, it's going to reach. It's going to expand globally, you know. So um, yeah, I can see how Instagram is like a key marketing feature for for you and for other folks who want to be discovered on a global scale. Yeah, you you right. Um... And I think there's also an importance of sharing work. You know, um, when we share work, you know, we are able to show um, whoever is inter interested in, in photography that this is what is possible and this is what photography can do. Um, instead of hoarding the work and limiting it due to, you know, uh, specific spaces, I think, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that sharing work has the potential to change lives, you know. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I found um, Nanakofi's work online and quickly it resonated with me and he had a blog and I had to dig in, you know, and read more and get to know, okay, a photograph can just be for art's sake, you know, and not just as something functional, you know. So for me, that opened me up to the world of photography. So for me, sharing is allowing others to also see what is possible. And then I've had to meet people uh, by the mere fact that I'm sharing pictures. Yeah. You know, uh, I was in my studio when a crew hit me up that, oh, they are coming to Ghana. They would like to meet me. They have my pictures plastered in their office and they're going to make a movie based on my pictures and I'm like wow that's incredible I didn't know the reach was that far wow. but for me I'm thankful um, for being able to inspire others and what we really need is inspiration you know um, I think about uh, um, Virgil Abloh and uh, his demise like, like I, I was driving I broke down you know like uh, I had a friend in the back who was on his phone and told me, hey, you know, Virgil just passed. I'm like, damn, we've lost a great one. 
he was so inspirational. Like he said so much, right? And we, like I've spoken about uh, photo education and inspiration. Like um, the only way to address this deficit is to share, you know, Idris, if we don't, like I'm sitting in Ghana and I can see what you're doing out there, you know, because you're sharing online, you know, these images. So I think like it has this ripple effect and, you know, I would beg all fellow photographers to keep sharing somewhere, you know, because we are creating a library that people can access, you know, and not limit photography to uh, defined uh, spaces, which are not easily accessible. You know, almost every young guy out there has a phone and it's on Instagram. And those keen on photography, boom, the cloud. You know, you find this photographer, you can find the next thing, you can find the next. And then, you know, because we want to see other works being produced, you know. Like as photographers, we can't photograph everything. You know, we need other voices. We need, you know, the multiplicity of it, right? So, yeah, let's share more. And I think for us in Ghana and West Africa, you know, it's good that we create this online library where, you know, everyone can have access to it for free. This is Francis Kukuku. And you are tuned in to the Black Shutter Podcast. I want to give a big shout out to everyone who tuned into this episode. Thank you for listening. The Black Shutter Podcast is hosted by me, Idris Talib Solomon. To subscribe to the Black Shutter Podcast, head over to iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. When you get there, show us some love by dropping a five-star rating or leaving a review. This will help with our rankings, which essentially helps more black photographers get exposure. Make sure to check us out online at blackshutterpodcast.com to read the show notes, learn more about our guests, and check out some of their work. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Peace. Until next time. <laughs>